other than Darius, who who will be doing the uh, the the fun added music in there. So don't worry, he'll still be touching up on it. So how have you guys been? It's been a minute. Skipper, when was the last episode you were on? I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Last time I was invited on was back when I had bronchitis. <laughs> invited, invited on. Really? <laughs> invited on. You are a part of this. I cannot help that we have had been busy, you know, and I just do it in a different location. This is my first day off in a month, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Vacation for the Lifer right now. Woo. Yeah, so... Yeah, so, you know, Skipper, you did D&D today. How was that? That was fun. No one died this time. <coughs> Except the bad guys. You just slayed them? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Some skeletons. Some humans. How many people did you have with you? Eight total. Dang. Too big. It, it was too many people, but... I mean, that's how you guarantee no one dies. So yeah. what is the what is the campaign on or about? Because I actually had a guy ask me, Pato from on Wednesday, he asked me what you guys were doing. Um, we're not super far into this one so far. Um, we got hired to bring some goods to a nearby town. Um, our patron went on ahead. On our way there with the goods, we find him. Uh, kind of. Or him and one of his buddies. Right. We find their wagon kind of abandoned on the side of the road. Um, shot up by some goblins. Cool. Uh, no bodies in the area, so we go searching for them. We're currently in a town. Uh, uh, some ruffians tried to shake us up in the middle of the street. Whoa. Getting violent. Uh, we slaughtered them in the middle of the street. More violence. And now the town magistrate, uh, he, he's not a big fan of the trouble we've started because of that, and now he's hired us to go kill the rest of them. I'm sorry? Hmm. Yep. So is there a name there, to this campaign? There's a uh, hideout, or there's like an old decrepit manor on the outskirts of town where they're all like hiding out. Huh. But um, this Ah, so the Braithwaite mansion from Red Dead Redemption 2. Kind of, but more <laughs> beat up. Um, this campaign, it comes in the starter set, mm-hmm. um, which should come with some pre-generated characters, some dice, I believe some minis as well. Um, what is this one called? Lost Mine of Fandelver. Okay, cool. Well, there you go, Pato, if you're listening. That's what it is. And... We're only on the beginning of part two out of four. Okay. And there's other campaigns that take place in the same setting as well, so you can kind of mix and match the missions from the two of them. Did you have the same DM that we had the time we went? Yeah, it's it's still Lewis. Okay. Well, cool. Um... And the other one, so that was the starter kit, and then there's an essentials kit, which is the one that comes with the same setting, which it would be the Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, I believe. I love these names. Oh yeah, the names are great. Well, cool. Matt, you up to anything? Uh, just working a lot, really. <laughs> Finally got some more people so I can have time off. Yeah, I feel you. Enjoyed some time in Wilmington today, spent some money. Wilmington? What did you buy? 
Did you buy some cards? Oh, uh, actually not today. Oh, okay. I did buy MetaZoo the other day. MetaZoo. You know, they will be at Crypticon, hopefully, yes. this year. The Hodag will be at Crypticon. Saving some money up. But he'll also be at Mothman Festival, which is this weekend, which, sadly, we will not be able to make it. Point Pleasant. It's different. Okay. <laughs> what is that? West Virginia. Like... This time I decided to cross the river, so now it's in Hunt. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's there. Um, we will not be making it this year, but next year we should be making it, so it will be a lot of fun. Uh, today, this episode is on basically just like lake monsters. So, Some like plesiosaurs. Plesiosaur lake monsters. Plesiosaur lake monsters. The uh, sea creatures. Lapras, if you will, <laughs> from Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, that's going to be crazy when that comes out over uh, November, when we're up at Crypticon. So... <laughs> uh, did like, you pre-order its cover? I don't pre-order games. Yeah, I don't either. You get just a big dick in your mouth when you do that. But Matt has, and he has two big dicks in his mouth because he pre-ordered both of them. Yep, and we're going to be on the road. The day they come... Oh. I'm going to digitally download one I, of them. We're going to a GameStop. I'm getting a physical copy. <laughs> there is no GameStop. So I'm just... <laughs> They're all closed. They don't exist in Kentucky. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do... I want to do the Loch Ness first. So the Loch Ness Monster, Nessie. Matt, you want to take us there? Sure. So Loch Ness is located in the uh, highlands of Scotland. And Nessie is described as a plesiosaur type of creature. Now, what is a plesiosaur? It is a aquatic reptile with okay. a long neck and flippers. It's <laughs> fair. Evolved alongside the dinosaurs, but is not a dinosaur. Correct. Now, why is it not a dinosaur? It ain't a lizard. I mean, <laughs> it's a reptile. I mean, I was just, you know, oh, are lizards not reptiles? Yeah. Who said dinosaurs are lizards? You did. Just I, I just did. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody just did a second ago. No, you don't know? Is this where we're going? We just don't know, guys. Anyway. This, this isn't what I did my research on. But anyway, Matt's a big dinosaur guy. Typically, it's described... <laughs> They're like, moving birds. That's all you gotta moving know. Moving forward. <laughs> it's described as a plesiosaur-type creature. It's got a long neck. And typically, what people see when they claim to see it is large humps coming out of the water. That's what people claim to see when I come out of the water. That's just me laying on the beach. Yeah. Have you ever laid on a beach chair, like, on your belly, and then you, like, look through the lines, and you're like, I'm going to lay on my back See, now. I avoid those beach chairs because they hurt. Yeah, but I'm just saying, have you ever done that yet? Yeah. And then did you look through, and then you're like... It's just, like, sticking It's just, yeah, like, it's yeah. just, like, blobs sticking out. You just get disappointed with yourself and you go put on your shirt. I'm just like, what the, I don't even put on my shirt. I just sit there, just turn around and just go, I'm a fat piece of shit. Drinks to Coke. Yeah, then I continue drinking the beverage. Alright, so allegedly the earliest recording is in 565. AD. In the life of St. Columba by... Columbo? Adam, Adam, no. Adam Nan? The Irish Adam monk, St. Columba. 
And he wrote it a century after the event occurred. And this, I, I'm sorry, century. he wrote the account a century after it happened? So who, yes. who, who was the one that witnessed it? Columba. St. Columba. And it was written by Adam Non. I don't know how to say it. Adam Non. Adam Non, yeah. Okay. And that was written in the 6th century. Yes. So, apparently, Irish monk St. Columba was staying in the Picts when he encountered locals burying a body that was by the river Ness. Um, the dead man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled and dragged his body into the water while they were trying to rescue him from a boat. That's just terrifying. So with Columba, being curious, he had his companions with him. He's like, hey, why don't you go swim to the other side? So one of them jumped in the water and started swimming. A monk did this. <laughs> just remember that. Uh, did he also die? No. So he started swimming and the beast followed him. And that's when Columba made the sign of the cross and said, go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. And all of a sudden the creature stopped like it was being pulled back by ropes. And that was basically it. Like it went back under the water. Wow. The power of Christ compelled him. <laughs> right. Gandalf over here. Do you guys want to touch on that? Because <laughs> I don't know. I just kept hearing you guys talk about it. Did Gandalf see Nessie? Apparently. His name was now Columba. Okay. I mean, you just kept saying Gandalf earlier, so I was like, did it, did that happen in like a book? Like just saying, you shall not Gotcha. Pass. That guy. Yeah. Gotcha. That part. Cool. So yeah, so Nessie is one of those uh, cryptids that are probably one of the most popular like cryptids out there, right? Like when people think of cryptids, they think of what Bigfoot, Nessie, for some reason weird other like aliens and stuff. Mothman. Mothman yeah. would be the Mothman. next one on that list for me. Yeah. Mothman's not a cryptid. <laughs> but either way, I mean, I don't think he is. That's we'll say that for no, He's another time. An unexplained creature that may or may not exist. This, I'd say so that falls into cryptid. In the Dover Demon episode, I asked Darius if we. That's like. If we would know or discover a new, like species of al- or of uh, humans or something like or like something like us but before we do that we find traces of them and we just are guessing that it's there kind of like these like we have like these weird facts and these weird tools like, yeah. or something are they considered cryptids i considered a cryptid up until there's concrete proof of it so right, but i'm saying for even so like just any 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 being or any creature or anything like that could be considered a cryptid. So like aliens, possibly so angels, I, I, demons. I get, I get what you're talking about. So I guess the coelacanth would be the the main one that you can use for that argument. Because it was considered a cryptid up until they actually found Well, the yeah, but I'm saying like... Think of like finding like a different indigenous people. And like... We only thought of them as rumors or something. And then we find them. And it's a... It's a person or something, right? So, like, Mothman is, like, a humanoid. So, so what if Mothman's an angel or a demon or 
you know, some like an alien or something. I would say so he's classified as a cryptid up until proven yeah, otherwise. Yeah, I would still say he would be a cryptid. Because we don't know cryptid, what it is. I'd say, falls under the same kind of umbrella like UFO does. Just it just says that this is an unidentified it's just either a big flying object. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just that's this fair. is an unidentified living something. Right. Gotcha. So then you would kind of consider like a human species that hasn't been like. So let's say we found like some Neanderthals or yeah, Cro-Magnon. Well, something that we haven't. Well, I mean, I guess technically so cryptids is like Bigfoot. If we started finding like tool bits that could be linked to Bigfoot. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, but Bigfoot, to me, is a cryptid, because that's, he's a North American, probably, like, ape, ape man. So, say so we had it can't concrete... be an animal-like. It had I'm, I'm saying, like, you're yeah, right, like, it's well, more human-like. Say, let's say we had concrete proof of Bigfoot. Would you still ha- call him a cryptid, or no. would you call him a, a North American ape? I think ape. he would be, be, a North American he would be ape, reclassified yeah. as yeah. a North American ape. So, so we would just reclassify this, like, human-like uh, species as... Homo, whatever it's right. going to be. Right. Or okay, so right. So, but you are saying like, yes. as of right now, it'd be a cryptid. Yes. Okay. Cool. So cool. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's kind of that's all I was wondering. Because that, that's where I'm like, because you know, a lot of people out there they they mix that kind of stuff up to the point where I'm just like, okay, so like, is this a cryptid? Is that a cryptid? Like, how big is this net? What are the details that have to be presumed to be a cryptid? Right. For Skipper, it is a very large net, which I like that. It, it, I, it that's is. what I like. I like the very large net where it can consist let, everything from uh, underground living anything from moon, worms to moon, humans living moon, underground. Moon-eyed people. Yeah, to things in the sky like Mothman. Thunderbird. No, Thunderbird. Like that. like that kind of stuff. Even, even lack of better terms, angels and demons right. in a sense. You know. Something that as we, long as they are alive and sentient. Something that we can't explain, but... Living, right? Something with a consciousness. Well, I mean, I guess would you consider animals that have consciousness? I, some, I feel like some I can do. see it, but not on our level. What do you What do you mean by consciousness? Like Thinking, able to make choices? Yeah, like not necessarily like big problem solving, but things of like. I'd say this way, this would way. be con- consciousness? consciousness. It's able to make decisions, hypothetically. Okay. Right. Cool. Cool. Just wondering. Because that that then comes to the point where, what do you consider consciousness? Right. See, now we're just getting too deep. Yeah. yeah. This is a different episode. Right, but it also, it just, I don't know. That's, I mean, when you really think about that stuff, I mean, that's, I mean. What do you consider sentience? Right. I don't know. Is there a difference between the two? And if not, where is the difference? That's exactly. That is where I'm at in my life. That's what I think about all the time. Like, I'm not even lying. Especially when cryptid stuff comes up. Like, I think about, like, what is the classification for this? What is this? What is that? And I can't wait to do our Bigfoot episode. Yeah, because at the end of the day, this really boils down to what separates us from them. See, that's exactly. a big point for me. And I feel like I talk about that all the time. Because I I don't know if it's, like, take it as, a, like, I think we should be humble, in a sense. And, like, not necessarily always take us away from, like, the fact that we are animals. Yeah. So like, you know, people basically say like the big the main difference is I guess like problem solving and the ability to make like a civilization. Right. Or the the thinking the, process. The, the advanced cognitive functions. <laughs> right. But when you look at 
a lot of different animals out there. There's a lot of animals that can kind of do that. Mm-hmm. They can problem solve. They can Ants, use simple tools. Bees. Corvids. Dolphins. Chimps even use tools. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. all the whole primate and yeah, like right. all that. Which is just cool. And even other animals use tools. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I would say Birds are predators. Like sticks and anthills. I would almost say almost all predators. Yeah, I would say anteaters use their tongue. And In order other to things, be they also an sticks. apex predator, you have to have some level of intelligence right. over your prey. Right. Or you're just a beast. <laughs> just a fucking... The biggest of the biggest. Like, I, sometimes I feel like that's like what the Megalodon was. It was just the eating machine. You know, because I do feel like there's probably some predators that are like that. They yeah. just they just eat. Like, that's just their function. So, which a lot of people say, that's like the, how reptiles are. Mm-hmm. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them were just so I'll, big I'll or say, so strong, if it got you, you're done. I would yeah. say Komodo dragons would be the main one. Because crocodiles and stuff, sure, they eat, but they can go without a year without eating. <laughs> Fucking Komodo dragons, man. They're disgustingly cool. I mean that in all the meanings of disgusting. I watched a video of one like swallowing a deer whole. That's impressive. And they're one of the, I think, two animals that can use parthenogenesis. <sighs> yeah. They are impressive. I like them. They're cool. I don't ever want to get bit by one. But it's too bad Nessie is in the Komodo Dragon. <laughs> yep, let's go back to Nessie. Okay. Subway. So. <laughs> that was really good. You know, re-entry there. Okay, so, Nessie. What, like, what do you guys... I mean, there's tons of sightings from Nessie. Um, I feel like a lot of people probably know one of the most famous ones, which I think is, what is it, the surgeon's photograph? Yeah. Yes, so, what do you guys think about the surgeon's photograph? <laughs> I think it's fake. It's probably. Yeah, it looks like a piece of driftwood. <laughs> a curvy piece I of I believe driftwood. that one specifically was said to be a toy submarine <laughs> with, with a, 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 a wood putty... To make the net. And then I think it was a cloth that they put on it. Something like that. Yeah. So basically, you know, there's been... One of the guys involved, uh, many years later, said it was a fake. Right. Like, just thinking back, like, in 1934, it was like a toy submarine. I'm like, I didn't think they had toy submarines just commonly. In, like, the 30s? Right. Yeah, that is kind of weird now once I think about the date. Because it was 34, right, you mm-hmm. said? Like, I mean... Like, sure, they had submarines, but I wouldn't think they would have, like, toy <laughs> submarines. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, think of this. Yeah, because uh, we had... They would be different submarines. Right. They wouldn't it, be, like, full submersible. Right. It's not standard submarine that you're probably thinking of, but it's just an underwater like submersible. Right. 100% what I think about during that time would be, like, the Civil War submarines yeah. that we had. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. like, five feet was still above water. And it was basically just a floating piece of driftwood mm-hmm. up top, but at the bottom was the real like machine. Yeah, it's the whole boat, yeah. But like, uh, but you couldn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you had to be up. But I mean, during World War One, there was, there was, a, yeah, there, there was, was like U boats, right? Germans had submarines then, right? <laughs> I think so. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like they would, they have submarines, and it would make this sense. Is what it's like supposed to look like. Show me this photo. Okay. I will in a second. Show me the photo. Huh. Looks more like the Futurama spaceship, but... <laughs> but yeah, so... 
Uh, uh, it's so, made of plastic wood or wood putty, painted gray, approximately 12 inches out of the water. Okay. So you know why it's called the surgeon's photograph? Explain. So he wasn't a surgeon. His name was Robert Kenneth Wilson, and he didn't want his name to be associated with the photo. Understandably. And he is a gynecologist from London. Okay. So that's why it's called the surgeon's photo, because I guess they couldn't say the gynecologist's photo. Just so they couldn't tie it back to So one thing about the lock and Nessie is that there's been many sightings, and we'll call it her, fuck it. There's been many sightings of her, right? Not only that, there has been many expeditions to look for her, and they've scanned the lock, because the lock is huge and deep. It's uh, 700... I couldn't tell you. I, I just think know it's, it's big. Feet, yeah. Like I just, I remember like looking at stuff all the time. But a lot of water. It has a lot of volume. Anyways, they have done deep scans. They have done uh, sonar, a whole bunch of things in there. No signs. There has been signs. What kind of signs? Of just unidentified objects in the water. Like they were not able to figure out what it was. I remember. And there was some of them that were moving very fast, right. so they were mobile. And they said that the way, how fast it was traveling had to be very powerful because of all the, you know, the yeah. water going through it. Um, now, obviously, let's think of this real quick. So, living in America, we know through some parts of our rivers, which is crazy, but it's true. A lot of, a lot of our rivers, including, like, the Mississippi in some parts, a submarine can get through there. Mm-hmm. Okay? I would not be surprised if, like, the Royal Navy or something had... Their own submarines in the lock, you know, just yes, hanging out. Yeah, I mean, well, because you got to think about it's at the very northern part of UK. You know, Russia's kind yeah. of over here. It'd be a really good spot, especially you know, because the world is a globe. So if they're here, it would just be right there. You know what I mean? So like you got the right over the pole. Yeah, it'd be just right over the pole to hit Siberia, basically. But it would be there. It would be a very good tactical spot if yeah. if. Because you also know that they're going to be... The, the Russian Navy would be approaching from that area as well. So the problem with that would be... With Loch Ness, it's sort of landlocked. Okay, so I was going to say, but isn't... They could I thought just, they... Like, airdrop it in. No. I thought... Uh, so, but that's the thing. It's also not Okay, that's what I thought landlocked. was that there was a way out of It's a small it. river that cuts through, but it's, it's hard. It's, it's not super big, right. but you it's not ha- technically landlocked. You would have to zoom in... Like, I looked at it on Google Maps. You would have to zoom in really far just to see where it connects. Right. Because that's how some seals get into Loch Ness. Okay. It's still probably not impossible, though. Right. Especially if if it's uh, flooding or anything like that. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, we, it we could deal also... deal with not technically impossible. Right. Um, I mean, I'm scratching that. Like, right. I don't think right. it was a submarine. I'm just saying that that could be a possibility. Uh, you know, I mean, think of our Great Lakes. Think of they're, traveling yeah, through that. They're huge. The, the river to get out of Lake Ontario is relatively small. And I think mm-hmm. even the Hudson leads to like that. Like, you know, so they're just these normal rivers. Right. And they lead to these Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, would think that that was impossible for Plesiosaur to be mm-hmm. in the lock. But recently, they have found bones. Did you see that, Skipper? I did not. What kind of bones? Plesiosaurus bones. And a, and a dried up riverbed. 
Did you not see that? I didn't see that. It made news. It made like national news like literally a month ago. It didn't pop up on mine. What? Hold on. Let me get this article up real quick. Because so it's funny because I remember. Were, were, was it in a dried up lake bed nearby? Or just in a dried up lake? So years ago, I remember, I think it was Monster Quest that did it. And I remember they found something like, oh, this is the body of Ecclesiastes or yeah. like a skeleton. But I don't think they. I think it was just for the dramatic effect of it. Right. And if they did find bones, have they dated the bones yet? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Hold on. Okay, so yeah, so they made they found it in fresh water. I'm sorry, that's I think that's what it is. It, it could have been a lake bed that they found it in, but it was uh, it was a uh, Morocco. So they found fossils belonging to a plesiosaur in a 100 million year old freshwater river system. The fossils, which included teeth and a humerus, were identified by the researchers of from the University of Bath, which is in UK. And yeah, so the fossils now have been discovered in a freshwater environment. And they said the question is whether the plesiosaur was there temporarily or permanently. So yeah, there you go. How does that make you guys kind of feel? I, I would have 100% because we, figured... Because we do know saltwater animals can, at least some, survive in fresh. So bull yeah, sharks, bull sharks yeah. and Greenland sharks can actually do it. Yeah, and then you have... Trout? Yeah, trout. Trout yeah. does it. Yeah. That's yeah, right. bull sharks have gone all the way <laughs> up to the Ohio River. Yeah. yeah, that was funny as shit. Um, so yeah, uh, like the article said, it is just a matter of finding out like how long it was there, if it lived there, if it was just there for like feeding or something. Right. But I mean, they basically, what they said is now that uh, Nessie could have been there. Yeah. So, which I've, I, even as a kid, like I would say that Nessie that was, was never, always one of those things that I didn't just scratch off right. as being a weird the, the fact that it was... In fresh water was never really a deterrent for me. Right. Because right. even salmon, they go back. So I always thought, I was like, well, what, what if it was just like their breeding ground or a certain like spot that they preferred? They just like it. And it just didn't live there. Right. It just, it just seems. Well, neat. see, that's actually and, what I used to think. Right. Is like the lock could have been a breeding ground. Right. And they just moved back during a certain time and then left. And then the channel got too small right. for them to go back. But right, like that's kind of like what happened. Or they go back during like stormy seasons or something. Like there are monsoon seasons in like every because they, the, one of the main claims that is impossible allegedly is because Loch Ness didn't exist. Uh, I think it was fourteen thousand years ago. Right. Uh, it was frozen over by. It was underneath a glacier that's and it was frozen right. and the glacier was receded, and that's what created it. Right. And Monster Quest actually found the shell. That was dated back to fourteen thousand years ago. That's from the ocean, right? And so it, it kind of leaves the spot where. It's possible that it could have been a plesiosaur, but. Plesiosaurs also died out sixty five million years ago. I mean, it could be a, it could right. be a living fossil, right? You know, it could have. So happened. it's kind of. Because there's also been other reports of dinosaur like creatures, right? Of course. Now one of the, one of the things that I, because I, I always thought it was like a breeding ground, but they also said that there's no way for them to get there from the ocean or whatever. 
But other one, than that river, right? But one guy in 1934 saw one on land. So his name was Arthur Grant, and he was riding his motorcycle, and he said he was crossing the road. And he said he almost hit it. He said he said he was on he was driving at 1 a.m. on a moonlit night, and he saw it, and he said it had a small head attached to a long neck. He said the creature looked at him and crossed the road back through the lock. And Grant was a veg- veterinary student, and he said he looked like a seal mixed with a plesiosaur. Huh. And he said he, he said he followed it to the lock, but when he got there, he only saw the ripples as it went back to the water. Right. So he's pretty much saying they could have been kind of like some octopus and just kind of like go up on land for a right. bit. Yeah, which I don't know if, with how big their bodies are, I don't know if that would have been possible. Especially not with, like, the flipper setup they got going. I mean, I've seen, they got those sharks now that do that. Yeah. So, those little baby, but they're small sharks. Yeah. They're not baby sharks, they're just smaller sharks. Yeah. I think it's a leopard, or something like that shark. I have to look at it. This thing is large, and heavy, and not made for the land. Well, I mean, think of walruses and seals. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that could have just been a really big seal. Yeah. yeah. Or a big walrus. Did, did he give a size description? He didn't. No. Um, one of the... It uh, was also at 1 a.m. There's a paleontologist that... Um, he said that Grant maybe saw a seal. Okay. That was crossing the river. But yeah, but I mean, I feel like a seal even would have been a little too small to be like... Um. So it says moonlit night at 1 a.m. Uh, it could just be the body of the seal looked kind of... Or was casting a shadow that made its neck look longer than it was. Right. That to me, that see to me, that makes more sense because he probably caught. Well, does he? Uh, no, he had a small head attached to a long neck. Yeah, but see, like seals, I feel like their head, like everything's kind of like just it's one piece. Streamlined, yeah, they're fat. That would explain the small head, because they can't. I. I Sometimes they can be, like, nice and squishy, but they can also, like, extend their neck out. Yeah, but, like, what if... Okay, so, like, let's say... Yeah, but he's riding a motorcycle, right? So, he's riding a bike. (laughs) He has his headlight on, or his headlamp, however you want to say it. That shadow's gone. That that moon is... Or the... the, Yeah, the moon is casting probably Uh, against him. Can you go back to the... So, like, the, his motorcycle probably took away the light, or the shadow. Unless it casted a shadow, and that's what he was talking about. Like, maybe his his light casted a shadow into, like, the trees. Claimed it nearly hit the creature, so it was in the middle of the road. Right, so, like, he wouldn't have seen a shadow. Because he would have seen light, it directly on it. Yeah, he would have been on it. Because, like, whenever you, like, if there's a deer in the middle of the road and you're on it, you don't see the deer's shadow because your headlights are yeah, right there. You see it directly. You see the right. deer. The shadow's behind it, but you're seeing what's making the shadow. It's also... It's not vague enough, or it's too vague to draw right. any sort of conclusion as to what he exactly And saw. he also did a sketch of it, which looks like a plesiosaur. Let me see this sketch. Let me see this. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just looks funny to me. Just it looks like a... S- like, up until <coughs> there. It looks exactly seal. like a seal, yeah. 
I don't know. Exactly like that. Well, I mean, walruses are big. <laughs> walruses are large. Yeah. So, do you think he could have misidentified that? See, that's what like, I just. But don't... that's Arctic. That's. Yeah, but I just most seals to me are small, like smaller. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not. No, that I mean, big. it doesn't say how big he sees this as. They're like a little water puppy. He didn't say how big he saw his plesiosaur seal hybrid. Yeah, he didn't yeah. say how big it was. He just said he saw a seal right. plesiosaur. Which is an odd description to make because plesiosaur already looks pretty sealy. So the fact that he says a seal crossed with the plesiosaur makes me just think an abnormally long-necked seal. Right. Yeah, these are seals, all right. <laughs> oh, wait, go back. That's a seal. <laughs> that was a musician seal. Have you guys seen the 2014 uh, Apple Maps Loch Ness? I didn't see the picture, but I heard about it. Yeah, so, like, they basically, I guess, like, they didn't catch, like, what it was that made it. That looks like a sturgeon. Well, this is from the sky. Right. It's said to be 30 meters. Which sturgeon can get that big? Oh, yeah, I know they can get huge. See, that's what I also thought. But I have no idea. Right, because that, that looks like a sturgeon to me. Um, see, to me, it looks like a fishing boat. Did you see... So, Tim Dinsdale caught... Oh, actually, right here, yeah. Looks like a fishing boat to me. Like, that's them showing how it would okay. look. Yeah, I see it with the... Yeah. But yeah, so, you know. They have done uh, DNA testing in the waters of the lake. Yeah. Uh, the article I was reading was from, like, 2019, I believe. Right. Um, they didn't find any shark DNA. Uh, they didn't find any sturgeon DNA. Um, no ancient... Uh, Aquatic reptile DNA. They find elephant DNA? Uh, I didn't specify anything about elephants. Because <laughs> um, that's one of the theories. Uh, there was a large amount of eel DNA in there. Yeah, a lot of people say that. And it was just probably an eel. eel. Because... It's a big-ass eel, though. Yeah, they can't rule out how big the eel would have to be. They just, they just know that there are a lot of eels in there. That's an anaconda-sized eel. It is an anaconda-sized eel. I don't know how big these eels normally get. Probably not that big. No. I th- no. I just like how it's like... Cause there's it's a lot of eel DNA. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, it's like, okay, like, you want to specify what eel DNA you're... you're Cause it's funny because the way I said that was... it. That's actually how Tim Dinsdale described <coughs> what he saw. Eelish? Anaconda like he said. Anaconda like he said it just looked like a big snake stuck his head out of the water and looked around and was swimming. Could you imagine like a moray eel just fucking doing that, mm. or like a leopard eel? Like those things are already like no. That's a moray. But yeah, so uh, yeah, there's been tons of sightings. Still sightings, even like up to pretty it's like recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is this is probably the biggest. Uh, plesiosaur c- creature. They actually do tours on the lock. 
for that. Yeah, I would like to do that. I think that's instead really of whale cool. watching, your it's messy. Yeah, watching. it's messy watching. Messy watching. So, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think of? Well, should we go over what we think it is at the very end? Oh, let's like, do it at the end. Okay, okay. that's fair. All right, so that's what we're kind of going off of Nessie. Uh, who wants to go? So we each chose a sea creature. So oh, I, I, I didn't even touch the German one. That's fine. That is a-okay, my friend. They can get that later. So which who, which one do you guys want to do there? Uh, you want to do the Okipogi? The Okipoka? The <laughs> Ogopogo. The, uh, I, I the Pogo stick? Oh, let, let, let me pull that. What the was boing, boing. Ogopogo. The Ogopogo. Bounce. Dude, that's literally all. Bounce. So in Canadian folklore, the Ogopogo is a lake monster said to inhabit uh, Okanagan Lake in British Columbia, Canada. Um, what a lake. Uh, some scholars have charted its development uh, from the First Nations folklore and widespread water monster folklore motifs. Uh, where did it go? Um, according to historian Mark M. Orkin, the creature received its name on a night in 1924 when the strains of an English music hall song were first heard in the city of Vernon, British Columbia. Orkin ties the following lines from the song. His mother was wearing an earwig. His father was a whale. A little bit of head and hardly any tail. And Ogopogo was his name. And... Oh. <laughs> Orkin, however, notes that a somewhat different form of the song appeared in the Vancouver province in 1912, according to the DC, the name was first applied in 1912. Additionally, the creature may sometimes be referred to by the pet name Augie. Augie? Augie. Oh, Augie the Ogopogo. Smaller creatures may be referred to as Ogopups. <laughs> well, that's adorable. Um, according to experts, uh, the Ogopogo is... Most close or more closely tied to native myths than any other lake monster. Hmm. Uh, the sec sec weapon mech and silex we natives. Went over, we went over that. Yeah, we we tried. Come on, come on. You do <laughs> it. That's the closest I'm getting. <laughs> I can't do that one right now. Uh, and silex natives regarded Ogopogo, which they called the Naitaka. I'm probably butchering that one too as an evil supernatural entity with great power and ill intent. So no great responsibility? Uh, no no responsibility as of now. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like you guys got a lot in common. The word that its n- name is based on has various translations, which could mean water demon, water god, or sacred creature of the water. It's a lot of water. And so it's definitely water-based. You don't say. I do. <laughs> so it's not carbon-based. In native lore, uh, <laughs> the Naitaka demanded a live sacrifice for a safe crossing of the lake. Do you, do you know 
if anybody did it? Uh, for hundreds of years, uh, the First Nations would sacrifice small animals before entering the water. Oh, well, you know. No human sacrifices? Uh, it doesn't specify. No. Um, kind of small animals. I probably just, goats. I just got a rabbit, just grab it by the scroll. Whatever the was in Pacific <laughs> Northwest Canada. Baby Bigfeet. <laughs> the baby Bigfoot. I guess Pacific Southwest Canada. So hares. Sure. Maybe some squirrels. Jackalopes. <laughs> uh, those uh, traditions typically stem from a story of Chief Timbasket, who rejected the required sacrifice, denying the existence of the demon. Upon entering the lake on a canoe with his family, uh, Naitaka whipped up the surface of the lake with his long tail, and the canoe and all of its occupants were sucked to the bottom of the lake. In 1855, settler John McDougall claimed that his horses were sucked down into the water, Jeez. and nearly his canoe when he cut before he cut the line. Jeez. Huh. The demonic view of the Naitaka uh, came, may have come about through a miscommunication between the, uh, er the early European settlers in Canada and the Silex people. Uh, to the Silex, uh, I'm going to butcher that again, so I'm not going to bother. Uh, it's a slightly different name for the creature. A sacred spirit of the lake that protects the valley. Okay. Uh, the spirit was said to dwell in the caves under Rattlesnake Island, also known as Monster Island, or adjacent strange. to Squally Point. And then the earliest reported sighting was... Uh, the earliest reported sighting by a white settler was in 1872. Huh. Um, it doesn't describe any of that sighting. It just kind of says... That is the earliest reported by a white settler. Right. Uh, the earliest, with some actual description, uh, was in 1968 from a guy named Art Folden on Highway 97. Hmm. Uh, he noticed something moving in the lake, so he pulled off the road and filmed what he claimed to be footage of the ale alleged creature, showing a large wake moving across the water. He, at the time, he estimated that Ogopogo was roughly 300 yards offshore. Uh, later on, they did some computer analysis of the video, uh, which did which confirmed that it was a three-dimensional object moving through the water. Okay. Uh, Folden noticed something large and lifelike in the distance out on the calm water and pulled out his home movie camera to capture the object. An investigation done in 2005 uh, utilized surveyor boats to find the actual distance of the alleged creature. Right. Uh, they found it was much closer to shore, which meant they had to adjust both the size and speed estimations for it. They concluded that it was likely a real animal that he saw, but its size had been greatly overestimated. And that it was probably a waterfowl, otter, or beaver that was just a bit too far away to be identified. Right. Um, 
There's been several sightings, some in the 80s, the 90s, 2008, 2011. And 2018 was the most recent one. So did most oh, of them cool. basically describe the, all the past sightings? What was that? So did most of like all the sightings have something in common and describe the same thing? Um, it is typically described as kind of snake-like. Ah. Um, in September 2018, there were reportedly three sightings, one of which was described as a giant snake that was about 49 feet long. Jesus Christ. Titanoboa. Um, the description seems to be eluding me at the moment. Uh, that's just description of the lake. Oh, the monster has been mostly described as being serpentine with smooth, dark skin, a large body thicker than a telephone pole, thicker and being than a snicker, <laughs> and being up to fifty feet in length. The monster has said to move at incredible speeds, coiling its body in vertical undulations and propelling itself with a powerful tail. Huh. So what do you think that was? Or do you want to also just save that? Um, I'd kind of like to hear Everyone. some input. Okay. I don't know what... Not necessarily whether you believe or just... what you think about it so far. I think this one is more... Like snake like, than a like than a plesiosaur. Yeah. This so, one isn't described as having any like flippers or anything. Right. It is specifically described as being serpentine like. Right. Yeah. So I would definitely say that. Uh, which to me, honestly, I mean, I it's a big snake in yeah, southern like the, Canada. Yeah, that doesn't like it that. doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, no. It, I I was gonna say I was gonna say that. I don't see why not. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, we gotta think, like, all these creatures. Man, if you haven't noticed, a lot of sightings are really before we, like, colonized it, right? Before humanity started colonizing out there to the west. Yeah, a lot of... Like, big colonizing. Like, obviously you had some settlers, but, like, nothing where it was, A like... lot of stuff with just native tribes. Right. That... So, and also that the fact that the natives already have it, you already know how I feel about, like, native lore. Yeah. Right. Most of that, I, I do kind of, like, I believe I that a lot. at least a sprinkle of truth somewhere. A sprinkle or a full cup. I don't, like, you know, like... At least a sprinkle. Right. So, at least the peace pipe. <laughs> that peyote. So, that's, that's kind of, like, where I'm on it. But that's where I would have to... That's what I would have to just say so far. My biggest... I guess a gripe against it would, like Matt was saying, just big snakes, especially big well, snakes like that. Well, just snakes in general. Yeah. Up there. Just yeah. as you go north, snakes are going to be less I'm about to say, I don't... But snakes the size of a telephone pole are not, going to be not exactly... Not in Canada. Well, like we could say South eel. America, yeah, sure. We could say eel. But, but this is Canada. Right, not in Canada. I don't... Maybe an eel again. That's a big ass eel. That that's even bigger than. Ness- How big was Nessie described as? Uh, I actually don't have that run down. I'm pretty sure it was like. I don't know. Okay, I don't have a size. I have a size for Champ, but not Nessie. Do they have a size? Because so many sightings are different sizings. 
That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, 25 feet. And about... Can you convert that to American? <laughs> <laughs> it's about a 25 feet. Okay. Long. So this is twice the size of Nessie. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Twice the length of Nessie. Um, I mean, here's to say it's not some kind of weird, crazy, uh, just sea it's dragon. A rat snake. That's a big rat snake. So we just the look- biggest snake in Canada is was that average or max? Uh, is the gray rat snake reaching? Approximately 190 centimeters in length, which is six. Which foot. converted to American is a bit over six foot. That's a big rat snake. But it doesn't reach. That, that's still like Small. nine times smaller. Yeah. Than right. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this is on the ocean, you know. This was a lake. This is a lake. Oh, sorry, lake. Yeah. You never know. How big is an anaconda? That's what I'm looking at. Length: 15 feet. No, there's bigger. 30. There we go. Oh, okay. Oh, they're 15 feet small for them. I was just going off of whatever it said on the side. Biggest anaconda ever found. 33 feet. That's a big boy. Poor girl. That one is showing flippers. Yeah, this one shows it more of like a full-on like creature like sea that, that, like so that's a, showing sea serpent right yeah there. sea serpent uh so i feel the size is greatly exaggerated is mostly what i'm getting at but that's you know that might be the that might be the storytelling yeah you know making it way greater than it was like maybe the horses fell into a little bit deeper of a hole yeah. some kind of serpentine creature i don't doubt um I'm not sure I completely agree with that. Yeah, they say this is between 3 to 15 meters is the way the sizes all go. To 15 meters, that would put it about 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did say smaller ones for the uh, Ago Pups. So they basically say wave pat like the explanations is wave patterns, otters moving in formation, tree like logs, and large sturgeons. It's always a freaking sturgeon. I mean, honestly, if you've seen sturgeons, like... They're large. They're huge. They're massive. And they look like a lot of these. Yeah. They do. So, I mean... Hello, friend. So, do you think that Ogopogo is real? We will get to that with the rest of them. Oh, okay. That's fair. I mean, because yours is a little different than ours. Yours is more of a sea serpent. Ours are more plesiosaurs. Like serpent or uh, creatures. We'll get back to Augie. Okay, that's fine. I do like Augie. I just like the name Augie. Alright, so I will do Bessie next. Bessie, Lake Monster of Lake Erie. Woo! Um, so, as we talked about earlier, the Great Lakes are really big. Uh, out of Lake Erie, though, there actually is no river waterway outside of Lake Erie. Yeah. Uh, we also know the Great Lakes were created by glaciers as well. And But there are like streams and a whole bunch of that stuff. You know, there's waterways leading out of the lake because there has to be somewhere or another. Okay. Uh, the first sighting of Bessie was in 1793. And it was from a captain of a, of a sloop. And the ship's name was Felicity. And it was seen... 
or he saw a large snake necked creature while shooting some ducks in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, he described the neck to be more than 16 feet. Which is crazy. To be Just the neck. 16 feet. That, that's a big neck. Yes. Uh, there, there are... There have been 11 sightings over 200 years. So, Bessie has... What is Augie the one? Oh, I, I looked up 50-foot serpentine creature just to try to get other references for Augie. Right. And it just... It, it, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Yep. But um, it just started throwing up some stuff from uh, the Forgotten Realms, which oh, is gotcha. d stuff. So, Bessie has been, uh, you know, called... Serpentine uh, has also been described as like a cigar shaped and then also described more like a plesiosaurus with uh, kind of more like the Loch Ness yeah. monster. Nessie. Uh, I I basically just looked at all the sightings and tried to kind of grab like between like all the common things of those sightings and a lot of the common things was it was about 30... Anywhere between 20 to about 40 feet. So, 20 feet difference, which isn't too bad. Uh, a lot of the, the sightings had it said that it had humps, and a couple sightings were more descriptive and said five humps. Uh, a lot of sightings said that it was not a sturgeon. They specifically said they know what a sturgeon looks like. It's not a sturgeon. Yeah. And then others was like it had flippers and that it was black. What are we looking at? Um, we'll, we'll get back to that. Well, it's, it's towards the end. Oh. Just putting some pieces together. So, Bessie got so big, and this is way shorter than Skipper's, but like, Bessie got so <laughs> big that it, uh, it was only, uh, that they actually put a reward out for $100,000 to capture it. Did anyone capture it? No. So, are we talking about the Okopogo or its penis? <laughs> The story. <laughs> Skipper's talking time. Usually minor longer, but you know, I just, you know, Bessie is, is, it is what it is. A lot of, there, there is, however, a lot of sightings, so. But uh, also, you know, Lake Erie has depths ranging from hundreds to thousands of feet. Yeah. So, like, big, big all long. the Great Lakes are deep. Yeah, the, the, like, they're insane. So, like, who knows what's in there? Like, Superior uh, swallowed Edmund, Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> right. When people said that they had humps of, f- like, five humps and stuff, that, to me, it does kind of remind me of, like, a sturgeon. It also reminds me of a sea serpent, kind of, like, arching right. and stuff. That's, so That's what we're getting at, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. So, that's kind of all I have on Bessie. So, Matt, you want to go? Alright, so I had Champ, which is also known as the Lake Champlain Monster or Champy. So, where's that at? Lake Champlain <laughs> shares borders with New York, okay, Vermont, and Quebec. 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 So, so over the years, there's been 
almost over 300 reporting sightings of Champ. The the origins of Champ originates with the Iroquois Indians and with their legends of giant snakes, which is a reoccurring um, a reoccurring legends that we see in different areas, and which they called it the Onyerikoa? Onyerikoa. Onyerikoa. Um, so the first... <coughs> Whoa, Dios mio. The Marcus has a mind of its own. So the first European to allegedly seen it was Samuel de Chaplain. Which... De Chappelle. He's... He is the namesake for the lake. Um, so he saw it in 1609, and he described a 20-foot serpent, thick as a barrel, with the head of a horse. Hmm. I actually think I covered this on one of the Bizarre 50 States. Nice. Yeah, and somebody, uh, basically just said it was a tree. (laughs) Um, the first newspaper account... That listed Champ was in July 1819 when Captain Crum on the ship the Bowaga Bay saw a black monster that stretched 187 feet. And the monster had a head like a seahorse which stuck about 15 feet from the water. Another sighting was by Nathan Mooney. He saw a, he was also a sheriff. Um, he saw a water serpent about 110 yards in length, and he saw it from the shore. The So one of the most famous pictures of Champ was in 1977. It was taken by Sandra Mancy. She was on vacation with her family, and she saw what she thought was a dinosaur that stuck its head out of the lake. Um... So it's one of the most famous pictures. I can show you now. So this is what she saw. Okay. And people have kind of debunked that for her because according to people that know the air said that the lake was only 14 feet deep right where she was. Right. And they said it's unlikely for a creature to swim in such shallow water. Uh, another one that also debunks her theory is that she couldn't. She lost the negatives to the photo, and she couldn't directly locate where she snapped a photo to somebody who asked her. Like she couldn't say where she was. Right. Um. The one of the most recent sightings of Champ was seen. In 2005, a video was taken by fisherman Dick Affelter and his stepson Pete Baudet. Um, so the video showed a so a head coming up and it looked like a neck of a plesiosaur, and apparently even opened its mouth and then closed it. Um, FBI forensic image analysis also reviewed the tape. And said that it appears to be authentic and hasn't been tampered with. And 
Oh, sorry, I got caught up reading. <clears throat> uh, I think, yeah, that it, it was, it wasn't tampered with. And pretty much that is it for champ. There's been multiple sightings over the years with the list, the plesiosaur-like head, the neck, and just dinosaur-like in appearances. Um, early accounts said that it was a gar. Like most people say it's claimed that it's a gar, which I don't think a gar looks like that. Right. What is a gar? It's a fish. <laughs> He's a fishy. Gar. Oh, it's those guys. Okay. They get big, but they don't get... Like that crazy. Right. They don't stick their head out of the water like that. Right. They ugly. Like, they, they, can, they can jump, but they don't... Well, they're not... For, yeah. Like, even sturgeons, to me, don't look like a plesiosaur. I understand their backs, though. Yeah, because that, of the bony, yeah, the like bony that, scales. But not anything else. So, yeah, so that's champion. All right, so let's get down to the uh, what we think everything is. So, what were you guys comparing? Um. So, with the North American ones, we were thinking... Some fun-looking fish. Uh, it's called an oarfish. Yeah. You know so an oarfish. I, I, yeah. I pulled it up because we, we, uh, we kept mentioning like the serpentine body. Um, it can grow, it's typically found around like 10 feet long, but uh-huh. it has been spotted up to 36 feet long. Um, and where does the oarfish, uh, reside? So typically uh, it lives it, in the ocean. Pretty, pretty much all of the, all right. of the oceans except for the Arctic and Antarctic. Okay. However, they have had sightings in lagoons and freshwater rivers. Okay. And, and they're typically found around 600 feet in depth in those places. Right. Which pretty um, much... All, all of our bodies of waters have hit that, I believe. Right. Yeah. And... Yeah, apparently they like warm water, but at 600 feet it's going to be cold, cold. no matter what, no matter right. where you're at. So they could be stranded oarfish. Okay. So... Just just with the North American ones, because we did say that most it of the... It lake... didn't quite read up to Loch Ness. Right. Well, Bessie seemed more like... I mean, even the... Bessie, well, Bessie is also a bit more landlocked. Right. Yeah, and then, but uh, Champ was also more of a plesiosaur style. At the very least for the... We were just, for I the, would, the, the Ogopogo. I would yeah. say the Ogopogo. Yeah, but the, the, all three were North American. <laughs> That's what I was like. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I shouldn't have said. Yeah, all my my Canadian boy. Okay. We, we it, West Coast. when he was talking, it made me think of the Orford Esquire. Right. So just uh, Ogopogo. Okay. No, I could see that. Might, might be a yeah. stranded population. Well, they of also said that the Ogopogo have like a like hair, like a mane. Yeah. And this the orfish or orfish has has like a hundred spines on its back. Well, not only that, but it has like a little mane. Yeah. On its head. So yeah, no, I actually. I think you may have cracked something there. For sure. And it would make sense. Like, you know, there's tons of animals that wander off. Right. Get lost or something. That happens all the time. Maybe it was more connected to the ocean at one point and yeah. a population just got stuck out there. Yeah. Who knows? I Maybe mean, some babies somehow got dropped off just in the lake, like got caught up in a storm or something. 
This would to me this is definitely like a sea serpent. I mean it's yeah. a fish, but like I could see like where it would come from. Uh, it's believed that ancient sailors th- these are one of the reasons they would have come up with sea serpents. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. I see that for a fish, like a, a silver forty foot long fish. They're sw- cool. Swimming by you, yeah, it'd be kind of. And they're pretty out. large. They are, they are pretty large. Up to 50 feet, some can get. They have no teeth either. Yeah, like, that's insane. Yeah, like that's like just... swimming next to a little noodle whale. And I think around, like, 600 pounds. That is insane. So that is what I am putting my money on for Augie. A stranded population of oarfish. Or just one that a couple that came up the river. I mean, there have been multiple sightings. Right. So, I can see this because it's not directly connected to the ocean. That's right. Yeah, I can see this. Orcas are sick. Those are awesome. They're I, cool. I guess technically it is, but it's many, many, many miles from the ocean. So, what do you guys think? So it's possible. Then of. Uh, we'll do champ next. Okay, we can do champ. Lock and I'm saying uh, lock. That's her best. Just lock, lock them all together. The, I mean, they're all three kind of lumped into the plesiosaur. Um, uh, champ. For me, for champ, I feel like the the Mansi photo. I think it may have been just a piece a, a piece of driftwood. I mean, I'm not gonna say any of the photos are real. Right. Um, but just looking at the Mansi photo and. Like it's enhancing it. Like you can see, enhance, enhance. <laughs> so you can see like something that looks like the head, and then right. the back of it. But then there's a piece right there. Yeah, that. Oh well, no, that's just the water getting pushed forward. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Okay, so okay. But well, it's regardless, just like, right. Let's go ahead and talk about then the uh, the whole idea with the head out of the water. Uh, scientists say that a plesiosaur is not able to stick its head out of the water because it's not able to arch its head like this. It can only sway this way. But we don't know that. I mean, that's what they say. Based on their bones. Based on their bones, that is what they say. So based on the way that the the neck bones are, it they can do like maybe like a little... But like it locks up. They all all pinch together. They're like pigs. They can't look up. That's... That's what I'm trying to figure out is how they would breathe. Because they had to breathe air. They didn't breathe... They didn't have gills. I'm imagining like a crocodile. Like they just kind of like come up the surface. Just level with the water? Yeah. I mean, it's not a safe thing. Right. They'd be able to look down, I'm assuming. But they can't go like above. Right. But they would also have to swing their neck to catch prey. Down they can and side to side. Yeah, they can go down side to side. Yeah, they can go but like they just that. can't lift it up. Uh huh. Can we pull up a skeleton of a plesiosaur? Yeah. Kind of see what what these clowns are talking about. Can we get a skeleton? That one is. That one's just horizontal. Oh, I see what you want. Okay. I want, like, the neck bones. I keep wanting to touch it, but it's, it's not, not a touch screen. screen. I know. 
Or more so, what they oh, could have oh. done was so because of their body, what they would have done was they would have been vertical, so straight up. So it basically would have just been their head, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah, they could have been vertical. Yeah. So just so we wouldn't have got that hump though in yeah. the back. So. I mean, it could be a different species of plesiosaur that has a longer neck than an actual plesiosaur. Because there are other ones. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. It, it just looks like... Okay. I I see what they're talking about now. Uh, yeah, There's just they, a lot of vertebrae. Yeah. Yeah, if they, they can were, tilt it up, just not at that extreme of an Because angle. if they did it at an angle, it would crunch their vertebrae. Yeah, I see. It can't do it to such an extreme degree. So it right. can do something like this. So the pictures that we see would not probably happen. Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's not a touch. Screen. Just click that. <laughs> that that didn't help. Okay. It did not go all the way. Uh, this might. <laughs> this is probably the best thing I've seen for it because maybe the little hump that we're seeing uh-huh. isn't body. It's just more neck. Yeah, maybe. Like, it, it might be situated somewhat like that. Like, we're, we're getting a bump right there and maybe a bump further back from its actual body. So, it wouldn't be sticking its head out and... Yeah, but that, that, that other part... <laughs> Jeez, man. That other part is, like, thick. Like, you can, sell, you can kind of see that it's a body. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean the photos are real. Like, you yeah. know, like... the. Like, they could have faked what they saw or something, you know, or... Right. So, like, either way, the descriptions... But, I mean, so... That would be, like, the only only thing with that. So, what are you guys thinking? I think if there is creatures in these bodies of water it is not a plesiosaur okay. it's not also it's also not lapras <laughs> <laughs> so to me if there is if, if it is that i think the lakes are more breeding grounds they don't live there yeah i don't think they live there i think that's more of a, a safe haven for them to come lay their eggs because they're well i mean okay well if they're reptiles would they lay their eggs in the water? They could. Unless there's, they could. Would there could the babies there, need to. There could be uh, breathe air, like right when they come out. Cause there, there. What? Are there any caves like under the water that we know? Yeah, there's of? caves of Lo- in Loch Ness. Yeah. Um. There could be air in some of those caves. Okay, but I'm saying like. Laying eggs, right, as a reptile. Yeah. Um. How would it wouldn't surprise me if they could cut are like turtles. So come up on the beach. That's how like in the past. That's what I'm thinking though is like turtles. So, um, actually, scientists have found that giant sea reptiles gave, gave birth, birth gave live ago. birth. Oh. Huh. Which would have just been right in the water. Yeah. yeah just and like then it a... just came up with boop, air, yeah. and then they're good. Yeah. And then just an occasional boop, boop. Huh. So then would... 
Okay, so well, okay, so then they would have probably eventually mainly evolved into the whales, or uh, they know whales. Well, they went back. Whales, because things would have to come back on land. Right, I forgot the mammal. I forgot that that, that's what. Right. Yeah. So they just went extinct. Yeah. Would they have been kind of like in the same family as a whale? It would be different, but similar characteristics. And they don't. These are still reptiles. I guess still different, but... It's just it's just weird. They're different, but same, same. Other... It's just a convergent evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So, sharks... Certain sharks also give live birth. So, it could be along the lines of that. So, it's not unheard of in different... I thought all sharks gave live birth. No, some lay eggs. Do they? What? I, I don't know enough about sharks. Because I know like sharks like they, they have like eggs the egg sacs. Yeah. I don't know. I do know that some sharks yeah. do give live birth, but I thought for some reason I thought sharks just gave live birth. I think it's just only certain species. They have eggs. Because great whites the main one. Okay. I know, like... Oh, there's both. Okay. Yeah, there's like, both, yeah. Crazy. Okay, cool. Well, so, okay, so... I mean... If they exist in these locations, it is not where they live. Right. Because it's only rare sightings. Is this one of the things that you guys are willing to sign off, or is it something that you think could definitely still be out there, existing? So, with Nessie... I feel like at one point there was something and it could still be out there. Like you think it was in the in the lock, yeah. And it just came either from the ocean or wherever. But I think it's dead now. Or at okay, least well, or, or at least so you it think th- that was like when or it just crawled out and went away. Yeah, or it just left because of all the attractive tourism and stuff like that. Because everybody's blasting sonar into the lock. Yeah, I mean that affects fish don't like that. Yeah, and the whales hate it and everything else hates it. Well, whales hate it because they they think that someone's trying to yeah. talk to them. They're like, wait a minute, was that you? No. Was that Jerry? But yeah, no. Jerry. Fuck Jerry. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. No, I'm going to go with, you know, which I feel like I always go with this with the cryptids, but there's still so much yet to be discovered. I would not be, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually went like, if, if they were around and all these sightings were real, and then maybe recently they have just, you know, uh, went extinct, like, more recently than right. we think, and m- most of the sightings are real, like, you know, there's going to be some misidentification and stuff. However, I, 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 it really wouldn't surprise me. Are they real now? I'm just not sure. On a Mythbuster scale, I'm leaning closer to busted than confirmed. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's not even fair. We didn't do anything. We're not even out in the field. It's still implausible. Right. I'm leaning clo- closer to busted. Is, it, is that what you've been doing? Watching Mythbusters too? No. Okay. He's already watched it. He doesn't need to watch it again. <laughs> Can't watch it now with Glenn. Or not Glenn. Was it Glenn? Doesn't it? No. Jamie? Mary? Grant. 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 There we go. Wait, what? What happened to Grant? He died. He died. When was this? Like last year. Yeah. The fuck? Aneurysm. Brain aneurysm. I didn't know that. 
He was 28. I'm just joking. <laughs> like 45, I yeah. think. He was young. Like, are, you, are you okay, Matt? I don't know. Not. Breaking news. We were playing Xbox when it happened. Where are we, Skipper? Yeah. Oh, 2020. 2020. So two years ago. Oh, yeah. I think I remember. I think I forgot about it. It was sad. We were playing some Xbox. I, we I remember this. Wait, what were we playing? Oh, probably Halo Wars 10. Halo. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for us. Um, I'm a believer. Great way to ruin your night. Well, I'm a believer in Nessie. Skipper is a non-believer. Yeah. I believe in Nessie. The rest of them, eh, could be something else. I kind of believe in Bessie, too. I'm not going to scratch that out. The, the, out. the, the, those big lakes up there, man. Those great champ, lakes. Champ, I'm open for something to be out there, but I think it was just driftwood. <laughs> Curvy piece of driftwood. All right, guys. That's it from us. Later. Adios.